Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. We're in a series, this could be the last one in this series, called Everyday Choices. It's taken from Deuteronomy chapter 30, where God says to the children of Israel, look, today I'm going to give you a choice. You've got the choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. Your call, your choice. And every day, you and I in life make some choices every day that determine how our life is going to be lived. And we've talked about some of those. Today, we're going to talk about a really good one. Are you going to be generous or are you going to be greedy? Today, when I wake up, am I going to live this day for me just getting what I want out of it? only looking about me, myself, what I think I deserve, what I think I should have. Is it going to be lived this day all about me and I'm just going to carry that attitude with me all throughout the day? Or am I going to take this day and make it be about others? And am I going to live for them and not for me? Am I going to do everything I can to give myself to people around me and to give myself to be the best employee, to be the best friend, to be the best spouse? Am I going to give or am I going to take your call every day? Yeah. Now, I I think as Christians, we know what we should do, don't we? You know, and so we're going to talk about this this morning. Now, as we go through this today, when I'm talking about giving, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about time. I'm talking about your talents, your abilities. Are you going to be willing to give those things away? Give them to God. Give them to people. Are you going to do that? So are you going to be generous or are you going to be greedy? Now, let's look at what greedy people do. Let's just define that and kind of throw some things out there so that we understand what it is. First of all, greedy people are never content. They always want a little more. They always think they deserve more. They never have enough because greed is this insatiable desire to acquire, to possess, to have more. It's selfishness at its root. You know, and there's nothing wrong with having things. You know, I'd like to have, oh, a a new boat. (laughs) Okay, hit a little nerve there, huh? I'd like to have a new boat. Now, if I have it, fine. If I don't, that's different from I got to have a new boat. And I'm going to do everything I can to get a new boat. And probably when I get that new boat, I'm going to want a better boat. And when I get that boat, I'm probably going to want a bigger boat. And it never ends, does it? And so greedy people just aren't content. They always want more. They always want bigger. They always want better. It never ends. 1 Timothy 6.8. If we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. Now, as I look out on the crowd today... Fortunately, you're all clothed. Good news for me, let me tell you. And secondly, and don't take this wrong, you've got food. (laughs) So I should be looking at the most contented people on the planet. But people who long to be rich, to have more, 
fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. I want more, I want more. All it ends up is ruining your life. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Notice, not money, the love of it, needing more of it, wanting more of it. Some people craving money, craving more, have wandered from the true faith, have pierced themselves with many sorrows. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, don't love money, be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never leave you, I will never abandon you. So greed is never content. It's always more. It's always different. It's always better. It's always bigger. No matter what we have, I got to have it. There isn't this time of saying, you know what? God has been good to me and I can enjoy what I've got. And if I have a little more, that's fine. But I don't need it to be satisfied with life. Secondly, greedy people consistently take from others. You see, I want more, and I'll do whatever I need to do to get it, even if it means taking from you, because it's about me. And so if you go into work and you're greedy and want more, all you do at work is take from the people you work with. Psalm 37, the wicked borrow and never repay. I just want it. I'll, I'll steal it from you. I don't care. I'm not going to give it back. But the godly are generous givers. Wow. So, you know, be content. You don't need to look at what other people have. That's called coveting too, by the way. And I'll just be satisfied with what I have. I don't have to have what you have. Greedy people are only concerned about themselves. All that matters is me. If you've got that, that's fine. I just want more out of life. I just want to have a little more. I just think I deserve a little more. I think that's probably what my life is about. It's about me. And I'm just concerned about what I have. I don't care about you. I just care about me. Proverbs 28, verse 25. Greed causes fighting. Trusting the Lord leads to prosperity. Wanting more creates conflict. Not being content makes me upset with you. But if I'm happy with what I have, God will take care of me and bless me. Greedy people are consumers. In other words, life is about me consuming whatever I can. It's not about me giving, it's about me getting. And so we just consumed. We just think about, let me get, let me get, let me have more. You know, I just want to have this, I need to have this. It's all about having more. It's not about giving out. Proverbs ten sixteen, The earnings of the godly enhance their lives. But evil people squander their money on sin. Psalm 21, excuse me, Proverbs 21. Some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. Greedy people, I got to have more time. I need more of this. I got to have more of this. I got to get more here. But the godly said, I can give it. 
I can give it. Ecclesiastes 5.10, those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. You can't buy happiness. No matter how much you try to do it, it won't work. And yet we live in a society that puts all of its interest in having more and not in giving. Oh, we'll give a little, but we only give if it benefits me. I'll give this, I'll give my time to this project because it makes me feel good. That's selfish. Well, I did a good thing. You did it, but you did it with the idea that it's for you. It's not for somebody else. I just want more. I'll use my abilities because I really feel good when I'm doing what I feel like God's given me the ability to do. I feel good about that. Now, it's not wrong to feel good about it, but if that's your motive for doing it, you're selfish. I got to do this. I love to do this because when I do this, I sense that other people are getting something that they need. And I have something to get. World of difference between the two, isn't there? World of difference. But here's the worst thing about greedy people. Greedy people are not Christians. Well, Pastor, how can you say that? I didn't say that. The Bible says it. Ephesians 5. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. You can be sure they won't get into heaven. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. I need more. I want more. So every morning when you make, wake up, are you just going to look at your life in a context of, I want more. It's about me. It's about how treat people treat me. It's about how much I can get out of this day. It's about how much money I can make. It's about how much time I can use and how much I can pick up and how everything is going to go and how I'm going to be satisfied and how I'm going to get what I want out of life and how things are going to go my way and do the things I want to do. And you'll live, you can live your whole life like that and every day like that. And when you do, all you're going to do is use people. All you're going to do is create conflict. And all you're going to do is create disappointment for yourself because you'll never have enough. That's greed. It's what it does to you. It destroys you. The Bible is full of scripture that tells us this over and over again. I've only used just a little, few of them. So, greedy... Or generous. So let's look at generous people. Let's see what they do and how they respond. First of all, generous people are willing to give because generosity is an act of faith. You see, fear robs us of generosity. Well, pastor, if I don't get, I'll never have. If I don't get more, I won't have enough. If, if, if I don't do this, then I'm not going to be satisfied. If I don't work hard and do whatever I need to do to get ahead, then I will never have the things in life that I want to have, need to have, think I deserve. I, I, I'll just won't get it. And so you become fearful that you're not going to have enough, and that robs you of being able to give because greed robs from generosity. Faith loves to give. 
Love always gives. Hate always takes. And there's a a connection between generosity and faith. Those who are generous tend to have more faith and become more faithful because they understand the principle that if I give, God is my source, not the world. If I give of my time, God will give me enough time to do what I need to do. If I give of my talent, God will replenish it and give me more. If I give of my resources, my money, God will take care of me and meet all of my needs. That's an act of faith, isn't it? I choose to do this because I believe God will take care of me if I do. And our faith allows us to give sacrificially because we know that as we give, God will give. That we serve a giving God. And as I give, I know I'm going to give because God's the one that meets the needs of my life, not the world. This verse is just an incredible verse. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy, greedy, and lose everything. Now that doesn't make sense, does it? Hold on. I give freely and I get more? That's not how the world works. You're right. That is not how the world works, but that is how God works. And so I'm willing to give because I know that God will give and God will take care of me. I can give freely and God will provide for me more. Verse 25, that same passage, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So here's the principle. As I give my time and my resources and my talent to other people, it benefits me. Because I give out to benefit them, God says, because you're willing to take care of them, I'll take care of you. And people who come and say, well, you know what? I'm just so tired of giving. All I ever do is give, and it just wears me out. Then you're giving for the wrong reason. Greedy people give, but they always give to get. And it destroys them and wears them out. Generous people give, knowing that as they give, others can be refreshed, and that God will renew them. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Remember this, a farmer who uh, plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously, not stingy, generously, will get a generous crop. What you sow you get to reap. Principle of scripture, principle of how God works. If I give, God gives in proportion to my giving. If I give little, only get a little back. If I'm generous, 
God gives me more. That's faith speaking, isn't it? I believe God is to do that. Now, it's not faith saying, well, I believe if I give, then God will give me a brand new Cadillac. No, that's not faith. That's greed. I'm giving because I love God and because I want to be generous with him and with others. You must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. In other words, don't make somebody make you feel bad. By the way, that's not what I'm trying to do today, okay? Just so you know. God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Givers are happy when they give. Greedy people hate to give because they think they're losing out. God will, what's the word? Generously provide all you need and then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Wow. Okay, if I'm generous, God says, look, you be generous, I'll give you enough that you'll have more and you can keep on giving to others because I'll just keep giving you back. It's a principle of faith. This is what I believe. I believe God will be faithful if I will be faithful. And therefore, generous people give faithfully. I believe God will do this. It's not going to be a one-time thing. It's not going to be a now and then thing. It is going to be a life-altering thing that I will do every morning when I wake up. I will faithfully come before God and say, God, today, will you help me to give of my life so that other people can be blessed, other people can be encouraged, other people can be touched, and what can I do to help them and minister to them and care for them? Because God, I know that if I will do that with this ad attitude, I will be a better employee, I will be a happier person, and God, I know that you will take care of me as well. And you do it day after day after day. You see, when God enters your life, giving becomes a way of life. You give. God puts it this way about the faithfulness and doing it. He says, look, if you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. But if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Well, when I get there, I'll take care of things better. Well, you know, I'm not a very good employee here. I'm not making enough money. They, they're getting what they pay for. And I, I just, I'll get by and I'll just put in my time, try to get through this. And someday when I get a better position, I'll be a better employee. And God says, you're fooling yourself. If you're not faithful here, you're not going to be faithful there. And if you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, your time, your talent, your treasure. If you're untrustworthy with your money, if you're untrustworthy with your time, if you're untrustworthy with your life, who's going to trust you with the true riches of heaven? God says, if you don't handle the worldly stuff well, why should I give you the spiritual stuff? I think many people are dry spiritually because they're misusing their life 
and being untrustworthy with what God has given them. Because God says, look, if you're trustworthy here, I'll take care of you here. And if you're not faithful with other people's things, other people's things, your, your, employee, your employer, if you're not faithful with their things, God, if you're not faithful with God's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters. You'll hate one, love the other, be devoted to one, despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. It doesn't say it's hard. It says it's impossible. And so God says, look, I want you to be faithful in your giving. Because you know what? God is faithful in his giving. Aren't you glad God just keeps giving to us? He keeps giving us forgiveness over and over and over again, doesn't he? He tells us, you know what? Here's the deal. Every morning, God says, I'm going to choose to give you mercy again. His mercies are new every morning, every day. And so God just keeps giving, and you and I are to be like him. And so when I become a Christian, I should become a giver, and giving should be a way of life. Now, we live in a world that's, that uh, really promotes volunteerism. You know, hey, do some good things for some good people and everything, and that makes them feel good, but why are they doing it? So they'll feel good. But we do the giving because God has given to us, and we can keep doing that. You talk to any volunteer organization, and I belong to a few of them, and what you find is people give for a while, and then after a while, they're done. Why? Well, this just isn't fulfilling anymore. Well, I'm not getting the return I thought I would get. Well, I'm doing this, and nobody seems to care. I'm tired. Why? They're selfish. Christians give and are recharged in their giving. Because as I give out, God keeps giving in. As I live for others, God takes care of me. If I hoard what I have, God says, good luck with what you've got. It's going to rot. Let me go on. You give to God first. You give to God first. You give the first part of your income to God. It's not, well, I'll pay all my bills, and if I got anything left over, I'll give to God. No, you pay God first. You give him the first day of the week. He wants to have first place in your life. He wants you to seek him first. And if God is first in your life, Everything else will fall into place. But he has to be first. Because hear me, God never takes second place. Here's what it says in Colossians 1.17. He existed 
before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning and supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. He is first in everything. Well, pastor, you know, I've just got so many things going on. I'm just too busy. Hey, would you like to help serve someplace? Oh, I I just can't work that into my schedule. You know, if I had a little more time, I'd be happy to give it here. But, you know, between work and between what my family wants and between everything else I want to do and got to do, you know, I need to do all that. Hold it. In your schedule, you should be scheduling God first. Not, well, if I got some extra time. God takes first place in your schedule of events. We raised five kids. They were all involved in a lot of extracurricular activities, but God always came first. Were we busy? You bet. With a large family, money was tight, but God always came first. And God says, if you'll put me first... I'll take care of the rest. Now, do we believe that? If we don't, we're not people of faith, are we? That was the point to say amen, and yeah, you're right, and way to go, you nailed that one, you know, something. Now, regarding your question about the money being collected for God's people in Jerusalem. You see, one church was having a difficult time. There was a famine in the land. Everything was going hard. And so the other churches in the area were taking up money to help them. It's called missions, by the way. You should follow the same procedure I gave to the churches in Galatia. On the first day, what's day? First day. The first day of the week's God's, Right? You should each put aside a portion of the money you've earned. Don't wait until I get there. Don't hold it back. Don't think, well, I'll just save it here and then give it later. I'll give a bigger sum at one time later. No, first day, first part, first time. Don't wait until I get there and try to collect it all at once. Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, giving's an act of faith. I'll give today, Lord, to other people because it's an act of faith. Your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us. I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. I'm not commanding you to do this, but I'm testing to see how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. Notice it's not an amount, just how eager are you to do it. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor. Wow. He gave himself so that by him becoming poor, he could make you rich. That's a giver, folks. That's a giver. Here's my advice. It'd be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give, and you were the first to begin doing it. 
Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable, and if you give it eagerly, and give according to what you have, not what you don't have. Well, pastor, I don't have very much to give. You're missing the whole point. I don't have anything to offer other people through the day. Oh, you've got more than you think. Of course, I don't mean you should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. You read that? You see that? You don't need to give it all away so you have nothing. I only mean that there should be some equality. You give. Giving's not about the amount. It's about the percentage. Remember the story where Jesus is in the temple and he's watching people put in their offerings and one lady comes in and just puts in a few pennies and he calls the disciples over and he says to them what? He says, you know what? That woman, she gave more than all these rich people combined because she gave what she had and they only gave a little bit. It's not about how much you got. It's about are you giving the tenth? Are you giving a little? Because if you're faithful with little, God says, I can also then give you more. (laughs) You have a generous heart. You put God first. There is a um, company that I think demonstrates this as well as anything. And you know them. They're called Chick-fil-A. Boy, I love their spicy chicken sandwiches. Oh, just really good. And their Chick-fil-A sauce, oh. And we've been on vacations before and looked for a Chick-fil-A only to find them closed because it was Sunday. Because they do not open on Sunday. Do you know that they even had a Chick-fil-A, stadium, uh, Chick-fil-A inside the stadium where the last Super Bowl or two were played and it was closed The world estimates that because of all Chick-fil-A's being closed on Sunday, they lose $1 billion a year. But yet now they are more profitable than McDonald's. I don't believe that's an accident. When you put God first... He takes care of you and gives you more. It's a principle of scripture. It's a principle of giving. If I will give the first part of my income, that 10% and offering, God will take care of the rest of it and make it go further. I don't know how that works, but I could probably, from you folks right here, tell you there are people who've started doing this and can't believe it. If I will give God the first part of my calendar, God will make the rest of the week go well. If I'll give him my talent first, God will make me be so fulfilled, it's incredible. And so giving, it's an act of faith. I'm to do it faithfully. And I give God first. First part of my income, the first part of my days, the first part of that week, first. He's first because he'll never be second. And it's not about the amount. 
I don't have much to give. It's not ever the question. Will you take what little you have and give it? And if you're faithful with little things, God can make you faithful with more, can't he? That's faith. So not giving, you're not faithful. You're not a person of faith. You're greedy. Remember, not a Christian. So you give to God first. And then Jesus comes on the scene and begins teaching these principles to his people. And he also tells them, look, if you'll do this, not only will you benefit now, but you can also benefit in the future. Because it's not just about today, because we as Christians don't just live for today, do we? We live for heaven, don't we? Because heaven is real. And do you understand? And I don't have all the understanding with this. The Bible's not real clear on it. It just gives us enough to know that this is how it works. That in some, for some way, in some degree, what you do now for God is being kept for you in heaven and one day you will get to enjoy it. And I don't want to get there and not have much to enjoy. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them, rust destroys them, where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. And wherever your treasure is, there do the desires of your heart will also be. Where your treasure is determines whether you're going to be generous or greedy, doesn't it? What you value most and what you want most is going to be determined every day, generous or greedy. My choice, my call. Wise investors take a long-term view. They always do. 1 Timothy 6.17 Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money. By the way, if you take the whole world into consideration, you and I are rich. Not to be proud and not to trust in your resources, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Well, pastor, if I just give away my time, if I give away my money, if I give all this away, I'm not going to have any enjoyment in life. Then you don't understand the Bible. Because the Bible says if you're willing to give, God will give you everything you need so you can have an enjoyable way of living. Do you trust him? Do you believe him? Tell them to use their money, their resources to do good. They should be rich in good works, generous to those in need, compassion, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so they may experience true life. God says, look, I want you to give. I talk about giving not because I 
oh, we got a horrible need. We got to replace this. We got to do that. No, no, no. Giving is for your benefit. I want you to have a great life. I want you to enjoy life to the full. But if you wake up in the morning and it's all about you and you're just greedy throughout the day and you're just living for you and what you can get and how you can take advantage and how you're looking for someone to take care of you and they better be nice to me today and you know what, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to get this and if they do that again, I'm going to take care of them. And if that's how you wake up in the day, you're going to have a miserable life. But if you wake up in the morning and say, God, would you help me today to be a giver? Would you give me, help me to give some good words to some people around me who need to be encouraged? Would you help me to respond with compassion to people around me? God, would you help me to invest my time in a way that benefits others? You're going to be one of the richest people in the world because that's how God works. So the question is very simple. Are you a generous person or are you a greedy person? Now, if you don't like this message and what I've just talked about, I'll just answer that question for you. You're greedy. Greedy people don't like this. Ah, it's my money. I can do with it what I want. No, it's not yours. Not if you're a Christian. Everything you have is God's. You don't own anything. You're just a manager. If you manage well, God takes care of you. And if you don't, life becomes really hard. So that's the question we ask. I just read this little blurb in the in the church world in the United States if every Christian lost their job and went on unemployment and if every one of them would tithe giving would increase by 30% there's a problem with that Christians Christians are to be givers. Why? Because God's a giver. He became poor for me so that I could become rich. And he keeps giving to me day after day after day. And he wants you and I to be like him. So tomorrow morning when you wake up, you get to choose what kind of day you're going to have. Are you going to be generous? Or are you going to be greedy? Are you going to live for yourself? Or are you going to live for God and others? Your choice every day. It makes a world of difference. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your generosity to us. You love us. You gave to us even when we didn't care. You still gave. Lord, for maybe that person that's here this morning that isn't serving you, they're living a greedy life because it's all about them and what they want and what they think. And Lord, they're just trying to make the most out of life and get whatever they can out of it. And yet they always come up empty. They're feeling that today, this moment. 
And the only way you can have life is by giving yours away. And when we give our life away, you give us new life. And so, Lord, would you help us to be generous people? Because that's what faith does. Faith knows that it can give and can be rich. That what we give away is not lost. It is invested. And we will have more. Your ways are right. Your ways are perfect. But your ways aren't ours. Would you help us to live according to your ways today, I pray. And every day, we have a choice to make. Would you help us to make the choice to be generous, I pray. In thy name, amen. For joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.